Today's episode is brought to you by Miller Heavy. When you're hanging with the boys on a Saturday night watching a Knicks game, make sure to grab yourself a can of Miller Heavy. None of that light stuff. We here at Nickish F with Miller Heavy. With our new sweet, refreshing taste, you can forget about missing on that Bud Light, and you can crack open a can of that good stuff. This new formula comes with reduced fizz. So you can enjoy the game like the dog you are. Miller Heavy. Enjoy responsibly. Why Nickers? Bernard pulls the trigger. And this is a brand. Nickers is a brand. Allen Houston. Nickers means Lord. Once a neck, always a neck. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Nickish Show. This is episode number 14. My name is Mo, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Osama and Teddy. What's going on, guys? How you, how you guys feeling from this past week of New York Knicks basketball and the general NBA? What's up, guys? Uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling all right. Um, I don't feel as good as i felt over the past few weeks. I think a little bit of the high of the team has uh, gone away. Um, with this trade deadline looming at the same time, I'm a little bit concerned over what we're going to do, but you know, I'm, I'm feeling okay. How are you feeling, Teddy? Ooh, I am feeling, I'm feeling optimistic, which is something I usually don't feel on this show, but I think this is going to be the year guys. I think this is going to be the year we make a splash in the trade deadline, (laughs) not in the playoffs, but the trade deadline. You really think that, uh, just a little less than two weeks out, we're going to do something big. Oh, we're going to do a splash. Like, I'm talking Woj Bomb, Day Of, Knicks have acquired some young, talented players for their Bobby Portis <laughs> kind of deal. Okay. All right. Find the team that gives us a young, talented player for Bobby Portis, and I will literally be a diehard dress fan him of up. that team. You just dress him up a little bit. Be like, oh, he's a, he's a lockdown, three-point <laughs> shooter, stretch, stretch big, you know. <laughs> Do the keywords like on a resume. Yes, yeah, stretch them all the way out of <laughs> the here. The hot terms, man. The hot terms. <laughs> SEO his way out of here. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I don't. I'm actually concerned because I don't think. I mean, we could talk a little bit about free agency right now, but or about um, the trade deadline. But I don't think the team's actually going to do anything. It, it feels like there's nothing snowballing recently about um, any of the trades. Um, I'm. I'm very concerned that we're not going to trade Marcus Morris for a first rounder, mm-hmm. which I think the team at this point really needs to do. It was evident with his few games um, out with an injury that the team can still hold its own without him. And it's very clear that with both him and Julius Randle on the court, um, this is one of my takeaways for the week, but b- with both him and Julius Randle on the court, um, it doesn't leave a lot of touches for guys like RJ and our young guys, but it also... Um, overall, just it, it's very clear that both of them play kind of similar roles on the court when, when they have the ball. They're ball handling a lot. They're um, getting in the post. They're kind of clogging the lane for guys like Mitch. So it, it's pretty clear one of them needs to go um, this season, and I think we should recoup some value out of Marcus Morris. And then if we really need to, just re-sign him in the offseason. But we've talked about this a million times. The Knicks need to do something about it. Ignore the fact that he's been going out and saying he really wants to stay. He can be here again in a few months. It's not a big deal. Get any value you can out of him right now, even if it's a late first rounder. Anything to help build this team because right now, um, I don't know about you guys, but it looks like number one, we're not 
really putting a lot of emphasis on the young guys. And number two, um, those young guys aren't even given a chance to flourish recently. So uh, between that and RJ's recent um, ankle twist or sprained ankle, um, I'm just there's a little bit of a lack of motivation, and I'm just concerned that we're not going to do anything in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. I feel like this is a sad time right now. And, like, you, you look back to last year's trade deadline, what, what the biggest moves were, and there was that one move with Tobias Harris. And I don't think Tobias Harris and Marcus Morris are, were that big. There's not that big of a difference between the two and their productions last year with, with Tobias Harris and the Clippers. And what the Sixers gave up in order to get Tobias Harris, they got, they got, they got the uh, Phillies – L.A. received Philly's 2020 first-round protected pick, Miami's unprotected 2021 pick, Detroit Pistons' 21 and 23 second-round picks, and um, I believe they got uh, Landry Shamit or something yeah. like that. But yeah, basically, and, they, and they got a good-ass... also Furkan Korkmaz. Yeah, they got a good-ass <laughs> <But, laughs> good deal for Tobias Harris. And Marcus Morris's market is open, and my hope is that the Knicks showing that they might not be looking is just a smokescreen, and in reality, they're they're just kind of getting teams to be more desperate for a player like Marcus Morris, and that's what a smart team would do. But you know, alas, we're with the New York Knicks, so who knows? If, who really knows what's gonna happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I want to say that like I think we should look at what the Grizzlies are doing with John ja Morant, and really follow that. Like they're playing all their young guys. Till like the wheels fall off, you know. They got rid of Mike Conley. They traded away some vets to make sure that they opened up a lot of playing time for the young guys. Like, we should probably follow that motto. Kind of, you know, stop playing the vets so much. So, I know you guys are both, uh, you know, pretty confident that nothing's gonna happen this trade deadline. Like, but I, I also feel like we have to make some moves. Like, a lot of these guys are expiring, so there's really not a benefit of like. You know, not trying to wheel and deal these guys away to contenders for second-round picks, which I feel like is realistic for some of our names. Like, Morris, I don't know, because, you know, he is playing, like you said, like like almost a borderline all-star, honestly. If we're not being biased towards the the name, I feel like he is putting up all-star numbers. Um, So maybe we get an actual asset for him. But the other guys, we could probably get, you know, some seconds. Um, Nothing crazy. But I, I, I really hope that we just don't stay pat at the deadline that would be the worst thing for me agreed i think the only yeah. really the only veterans that i like are reggie bullock and Todd gibson Todd gibson i don't want right. him playing i just mm-hmm. want him there as a mentorship role taking on a mentorship right. role but yeah marcus morris he's second in the nba in, in three point percentage he's putting up really good numbers and I, I i can't think of a team at the moment but i think he would be a great third piece for a team that's missing especially right now when it's open season and the warriors are out there's yeah. definitely there has to be at least two three teams that really want Marcus Morris and I hope that the Knicks are playing their cards right and they're just trying to get them to offer more and more until they finally you know do it like, execute the mm-hmm. trade. One of the teams, one of the teams I thought could be interested in um, uh, Marcus Morris was the Blazers, but they just traded for Trevor Ariza, who yeah. can do a lot of similar things in the court. So there's clearly an appetite for that. Uh, before this trade deadline but it's just finding the right team with the right assets obviously the lakers are there they need somebody at the three who can defend um you've got other teams contending uh maybe the clippers want somebody as just 
you know, insurance in case one of their guys is out for any games. You can just easily slot in Marcus Morris. He can easily start for you guys and get you 18 points a game. Um, any of these guys, I think, honestly, a lot of the teams going into yeah. um, the playoffs could definitely use a guy like him, whether it's off the bench or whether it's starting. Um, a lot of teams can use him. It's just it's just making sure that we're valuing our pieces enough. I think another annoying thing is that if I, I really wish Mike Miller was the coach to start this season because the way he's played Randall has been absolutely perfect so far, regardless of whether we've got wins or losses. And so I think a lot of that early season uh, problems really brought back brought down the value of Julius Randall. And so mm-hmm. he's not being looked at around the league as somebody who can be a borderline all-star, someone who can you know, come in and, and control the offense for your team because he's doing that. Regardless of his poor tendencies, he is on the court um, getting a lot of rebounds and assists, and he's finally found a way to get his own shots without getting um, in the way of the rest of the team. So that's really valuable for another team, especially one of the young ones trying to make it into the playoffs, maybe a team like the Mavs, maybe a team like the Suns, you know, just trying to make that late push, and they want uh, another star on their team who can actually handle the ball. So he... He's been playing well as of late, but I don't think there's a huge market for him out there just because of that early uh, season reputation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, I would, guys, I would keep an eye out on a couple of teams that uh, are really at the top of the West. Um, so Lakers and Nuggets, I feel like they could be in the market for a guy like Marcus Morris. Mm-hmm. Um, Lakers do have uh, have been uh, reported to you know try to get rid of Kuzma. And I don't know how you know legitimate that is or what they're asking for. Um, and the Nuggets do have a lot of young players that they're sort of like trying to move out because they just have such a stacked team. So um, Malik Beasley comes to mind on the Nuggets, who I've been personally you know uh, vouching that we try to acquire because he's a great guard uh, and we could really use him. So I don't know. I really hope that you know he does bring us back a great piece. Yeah. I, I like Malik Beasley. I personally, on record, I'm going to say I want to keep Kuzma out of this team. I don't like Kuzma. Mm-hmm. I think he's the most overrated player in the NBA. Especially for a player like him, they're going to want us to offer more than just Marcus Morrison. Kuzma, yeah. at the age that he's at, I don't think it's necessary to bring a player like him. But the Nuggets, I definitely agree. They have a bunch of pieces that are under 25 who we can target and try to get in return for, um, uh, for Marcus Morris. And even Bobby Portis, to an extent, he does have a fairly decent three-point shot he is a fairly good rebounder the Knicks are first in the NBA in in offensive rebounds I don't know if that's still the case but they were for a long time and Bobby mm-hmm. Morris does know how to rebound the ball and he does spread out the floor so he it's not like he's he's valueless but I think there is some value to to um, Marcus Morris but what Osama said about Julius Randle that kind of ties into my one of my main takeaways because last night's game we saw the most minutes being distributed to players who are not part of our young core. So we saw the most minutes from guys like Marcus Morris, Randall, Payton, even Gibson started the game. Again, uh, Bullock and uh, and Bobby Portis. And I think combined, Mitch Knox and Frank, they combined took fewer shots than Marcus Morris himself. And I think we're at a point now where the front office might be interfering in the encore product and getting Mike Miller to play those veterans more right now, I could be I could be just you know looking too much into it, but it could be at that point where they're they're getting them to get more minutes, uh, just so other teams can see what they have. We saw more Trier play, 
Damian Dawson did not play last night, but overall the minute distribution last night was was not good, and it's something that I know a lot of Knicks fans are unhappy about right now. Yeah, hopefully it's just a one-week thing, and hopefully it's to showcase these guys on their way out. Um, and then uh, after the trade deadline, we really kind of focus on the younger guys. Um, to your point, guys like Damian Dotson should not be getting DMPs at all. He's been here for, what, um, three years now? Longest and tenured Nick right now with Frank. With Frank, yeah. And he this is his third year or fourth, I can't recall. But he's done nothing but play good, solid 3 and D play for his entire career here. Um, and I don't see how that's not being valued on the team. He consistently gets yanked in and out of the rotation, and it honestly makes no sense to me. He, the only explanation could be that in practice, he's just a dickhead. Like, there's no, there's just, <laughs> that's the only way, like, his minutes get yanked throughout every single coach. Jeff Hornacek, um, uh, David Fisdale, and now Mike Miller. And so, I don't know why his minutes are getting yanked, but again, to your point, yeah, we do need to start prioritizing the young guys. I'm just hoping it's temporary until the trade deadline, and nothing else happens after that. But there were a couple of names I wanted to throw at you guys that are being discussed, um, before this trade deadline as well. The first one being, there's rumors that um, the Warriors might be looking to trade D'Angelo Russell. And I know he's one guy that a lot of us Knicks fans wanted to get in the offseason this past summer. So I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on him. And then additionally, um, one other guy that's whose name is being thrown around is uh, Bradley Beal after he came out and said he's absolutely disgusted at the situation the Wizards are in right now. I don't know how he thought they would be in any different of a situation. In fact, I think they're outplaying what I expected them to do before the season started. So that's clearly some BS on his part. He just wanted to get that max contract and then see where it goes from there. But um, those are two guys that I would love to have on the Knicks. And I'm wondering um, if you guys are the front office, what kind of assets would you be offering for either of those guys? I mean, I just don't think we have the assets per se for a Bradley Beal. Um, I I don't think D'Angelo Russell is you know some guy who's untouchable, but and I I feel like maybe we do have the assets to acquire him, but I feel like we're gonna have to give up a lot of the stuff that we've built up. So, uh, right on the table for let's say a Bradley Beal or a D'Angelo Russell, I feel like Mitch is instantly gone. Um, teams are gonna want him. If RJ is untouchable for us, Mitch is probably the guy that's going to be, you know, the centerpiece of that trade. Um, then you probably have to attach, uh, you know, the Dallas picks, uh, probably our future picks. I just don't, I don't think we have, you know, the need to go ahead and get mm-hmm. a star just yet. Um, I, I kind of want to see where this Julius Randle thing goes. Like, if he's the real deal for us and he's a solid piece and we can develop RJ a little bit, we can develop Mitch a little bit, we have a solid core. And if we keep them untouchable, then I think it's time to sort of add a piece like like a Bradley Beal to that team. But I do agree. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like Beal is really perfect for what we want to do. He would he would really like complement this 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 young guy um, mm-hmm. core that we have so far. And I don't know. Um, I just don't think this is the year for those guys, um, especially until sort of the the trade um, you know that they're asking for those those requirements come down a little bit. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. And also, the front office made a point a, a week maybe ago when they said they're not going to trade any first-round picks, or any picks, rather, uh, this this trade season. So I don't think we have enough assets to trade for a D'Angelo Russell or Bradley Beal with, sip, with just our roster, excluding R.J. Barrett. And I don't think it would benefit us to get a Bradley Beal right now. And I don't think it would benefit either of those teams to get a Marcus Morris right now either just because – the Warriors are at the bottom of the NBA. The Wizards aren't too far away from that. It doesn't 
it doesn't benefit them to get a Marcus Morris on their team. And I'm saying Marcus Morris because he's our best trade asset right now. So I, don't, I doubt they're going to want to trade with us because it, it just doesn't benefit their end without getting some first-round picks or a young core, which we're not really willing to give up. I, I don't know how old Bradley Beal is, but D'Angelo Russell is a lot younger. Um, I do like Russell as a player. I think he'd be a good fit on the Knicks, but like like Teddy said, let's see how this young core develops and let's see who we get out of this draft pick because there are a lot of D'Angelo Russell type players in this draft, and we might we might land we might find a diamond in the rough amongst those guys. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I just I'm just so concerned about this draft. There's nobody that really calls out to me. Um, there's nobody that I look at and say, oh, he's the guy to gun for. Like last year, last year I know Teddy knows this, but I really wanted John Morant to be on this team, and now watching him oh, really ball out with the Grizzlies is just really depressing. Oh, so man. I don't really feel that way about any of the guys coming into this draft, but I'm hoping we're wrong. I'm hoping we luck out with somebody, but it just doesn't feel like it. The guys at the top, like... You know, Leangelo Ball, uh, Lamelo Ball, Leangelo, <laughs> no, hell no, Lamelo Ball. Like he, yeah, he's getting the points. He's getting the he's getting the assists and the points, but efficiency is down. Rebounds are down. Um, I forgot the name of the other guy who's also up there as a point guard, but he's averaging like four assists a game. That's not what I want out of my point guard either. And so, just the guys at the top of the draft. Every time I take a peek over there, nothing's really um, drawing my interest at all. Not to mention Lamelo Ball played. In Australian league, and we really don't have a gauge for the skill level over there. So yeah, we're, we're I don't know. We don't. We're at a weird yeah, point on. where like the top guys aren't really playing. Cole Anthony's out for for the rest of the season because he got injured. RJ Hampton's in Australia. Lamelo's in Australia, mm-hmm. and he just said that he's done. J- uh, James Wiseman was had had his weird situation where he's not in NCAA anymore. Um, so yeah, we're at a mm-hmm. weird point where we're just not seeing these guys play, and we're just, they're just gonna have to kind of draft based off whatever they have. Um, but yeah. Yeah, fair. Um, all right, looking forward, though, with this team, what do you guys do if um, after the trade deadline, this team is still starting all of the veterans, oh, we're playing very few minutes for the young guys, what's the plan? Riot? Riot. Like, I was saying that same thing, yo. That's, that is un, that would be unbelievable to happen, but yet so believable. It would It would make so little sense for that to happen, but yet so much sense for the Knicks to do it. I... I wouldn't watch any more games at that point. If that's if so, do you guys think either of Steve Mills or Scott Perry is out this summer? If we if our record continues the way it is right now, oh god, I I, I think what's gonna happen is the most Nick ish thing to happen, which is hmm. the <laughs> which hmm. is we let them draft, we let them go through free agency, and then sometime in like October, the team starts off to a rough start, and we fired them, and it's just like. What the hell was the point of this? Like, we knew we knew this front office was not to be trusted, but we let them just, you know, decide another year of Knicks basketball. Um, I just don't see them being fired right away. I feel like Dolan is the type to give uh, Mills a bunch of chances. And so mm-hmm. we're seeing it right now um, that they still have their jobs, even though the Knicks are still piss poor. Um, and I, obviously I, I'm re- rooting for Coach Miller here. Like, I really like him as the guy moving forward. Um, but I would not be shocked if we make a splashy uh, head coach hire next season. I would not be shocked at all, guys. Yeah. I If they don't do that, then they're not doing their job, as in trading. That's part of their job. They're, they're supposed to upgrade the team. They, they're the ones who sign all these guys to one-year contracts, and if they don't trade them for a future asset, then they're not doing their job. What was, exactly. What was the point of doing signing all these guys to one-plus-one contracts and then not 
flipping them mm-hmm. for an asset. And then I don't know if they're going to try to re-sign these guys into getting them next year, but it would just be it would be horrible. I, I wouldn't watch these games anymore at, at, at this point. If they're just giving these minutes to all these vets who are at this point useless because they, they, they're the ones who led the way to an 11-32 record right now. Yeah, it's just so depressing to think about. I think to the start of this year, January 1st, 2nd, I felt really good. I felt like the team was finally turning around. And now that there's like very few reasons to watch, the Knicks, it's just become so painful. I, RJ's out, yeah. so I can't even follow him. And then the young guys are getting so few minutes. I can't. There's no storyline this year to follow. That's kind of what I've been going off of as a Knicks fan for the past decade. Mm-hmm. There's always a storyline. Something's going on. We're never in contention for anything, but there's at least somewhat of a storyline. Is this person going to get fired? Is this player going to get better or worse? Um, are they going to get traded? Um, like, I don't know what's going to go on. Is, is our young guy going to take that next step and become a star? And we haven't really seen, we haven't felt that um, until the first couple of months of KP's resurgence, um, being in that superstar caliber in October, November, and that feeling hasn't come since then. So I'm, I'm just, like I said at the start of this episode, I'm feeling okay not feeling great or feeling bad and maybe that's a good thing maybe that's a step forward because there's a lot less drama around this team right and last season we had the whole kd Kyrie thing going on and we had tank for zion going on and yeah this season it's there's there's nothing like that so it's kind and of now like, where are all three of those guys yeah i was yeah. i was just gonna say like i'm th- thank god we didn't go through with that because the mm-hmm. media would have mm-hmm. roasted us alive yeah like, kd's roasting on us. twitter uh kyrie's roasting his own team in the media mm-hmm. And then you got Zion still asleep right now. So there's yeah. just this. It's just imagine imagine the scenes if we had all three of those guys on this team right now, yeah. um, with the record that the Nets have, and not having played either Zion or KD. And imagine the media circus at that point. But yet, um, the Pelicans are are just being gassed up in the media for being a great team without him. Which you know what? Props to them. They're playing really well. Um, and then the Nets, who are not playing really well at all are just basically a basket case at this point. Kyrie is, honestly, I'm so thankful we don't have him on this squad because he really looks like he's a cancer in that in that locker room. He just publicly went out and called out his entire team for, for, for their loss, and he named a few players that he basically considered part of the core moving forward, and that included, you know, Garrett Temple. And I don't know about you guys, <laughs> but Garrett Temple would not be part of my core. So if he was out here... Garrett if Temple. he was out here, <laughs> he said GT, our boys, GT. I'm like, it took me literally seven years to figure out who GT was until I looked it up and they have Garrett Temple on their squad. And an he, he ignored guys like Joe Harris and Jared Allen, who are guys that are literally starting for your team. And he went out and basically blamed the rest of the squad for the loss and on a night where he shot six of 21. So I'm, I'm so thankful he's not a leader on this squad. And I'll take Julius Randle over him any day. Yeah, I mean, thank God. So there are positives Kyrie. to take away. Thank God, we yeah, don't yeah. Have Kyrie, honestly, I I could not stand Kyrie. Um, but yeah, there, there's definitely positives. I don't know. I just feel like it's gonna be a rough. It's gonna be another rough year. Um, next season because I don't think this team is drastically gonna change. But I wanted to just say one thing. Damn man, it hurts to miss out on John Morant. Like I was mm-hmm. so big on him as well, and. He was the perfect kind of player for our Knicks team. Like, uh, an energetic, you know, young, talented point guard, which we haven't had in literally two decades. Imagine him <laughs> running around right now, 
coast to coast, dunking on guys, throwing up lobs for Mitch, crossing people over. You watch him his highlights every single day. He's pulling up right in front of James he's Harden. So he's dunking on guys like Russell Westbrook, and he's assisting like prime CP. So it's just it's 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 really annoying that we 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 just barely missed out on him. But I'm I'm really happy with RJ. RJ's a great player, and I think he has a really really high ceiling. Um, he shows that he can be an all around player on the court. He's a better defender than Ja for sure, mm-hmm. at the bare minimum, um, and so. I think we're going to see a, a great one-two punch moving forward in the league. Nobody knows what Zion looks like yet, but he's set to come back in a week. So um excited to see that as well. And, you know, I, I still feel good that we at least came out of this draft with R.J. Barrett. Yeah, we and know, we, we, we know yeah, Jaw's definitely ahead. a lot more flashy, but overall the better player we is still Jaw at this moment in time. But I think I think R.J. still has a very, very, very bright future. Um, mm-hmm. But it just sucks that we missed Ja by one pick. We missed Steph Curry by one pick. I'm sure I could name a couple more guys that we missed by just one pick. And that's yeah. that's our luck. I can tell you who we didn't miss. We didn't miss Jordan Hill. Ah. We, we, Jordan we, we, we Hill. didn't. Oof. That was fucking yeah. rough. Damn, man. Yeah. Damn. I, don't even, I don't even know what to say about that Jordan Hill pick. Like, we don't. Have, this is not a retro episode. We don't gotta do this right now. <laughs> I don't even want. I don't want to talk about that, man. Yeah, my Ooh. Sunday was looking so good up until this conversation. So Jordan right Hill got brought up. That shit is a gut puncher right there, man. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. So I think I think that's about it for this episode. Tomorrow's MLK game is against the Cavs. It's gonna be a, mm-hmm. a tough one for the Knicks, of course. And they must needed win. Yeah, that's a must needed win. They face the Lakers later this week. Um, and that's f- as far as I know about the schedule. Um, yeah, let's let's hope that the next time we we record an episode that there what that there is a trade that happened to mm-hmm. to our benefit, and we'll we'll have to see it. This is this is the life of a Knicks fan. At the end of the day, we know what it is. Yes, this is the way. <laughs> Guys, if you don't hear from me next week, it means Frank was traded away, and I went with him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. Uh, uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter. That's at Nick is Show. And follow us and subscribe on Spotify, Apple, and SoundCloud uh, at Nick is Show. And subscribe on YouTube at Nick is Show. And thank you guys for listening to our rants on the New York Knicks. Uh, this will continue on a weekly basis. Uh, look, at, look out for episode number 15. That's coming out next week. Uh, any last words, guys? No, um, everybody, you know, stay united, be great fans, don't take shit from any Nets fans or anybody else out there, enjoy this team, because without a doubt, in the upcoming few years, we're going to have a superstar team, so I'm just leaving that out there. Dennis Smith Jr., I got you an Uber at the deadline. Peace out, homie. <laughs> Thanks for coming. All right. Thanks, guys. Peace, guys. See ya.